Gotta goose them all. Gotta goose them all. <laughs> gotta goose them all. Gotta read them all. Gotta read them all. Gotta goose them all, goosey bubs. Did you know that the Pokemon theme song originally written by Tom Petty? Whoa! I no. It. He did, though. No, he did. No lies. He, he did, though. He chose to remain uncredited because uh, he knew uh, he was um, he was rich already, and he didn't want any more money. It's true. He was like, "This one's for the kids. I, I don't need I don't need to you know uh, reap any rewards off of this." And he knew that the guy who voiced James was also a country singer. Yep, yep. There so. it is. That's what that was. The, that's a, a TPT Tom Petty talk full moon fever fact. Wow, full moon fever. Oh. <laughs> Or listen to Paul with all the Tom Petty facts. <laughs> we were talking about Full Moon Fever facts because uh, uh, Tom Petty's got an album called Full Moon Fever, baby. So we know uh, RL's a huge Petty head now. Yeah. He's a heartbreaker. Yeah, or, or was Petty inspired by this book? Mm. Which came first? Mm. There's no way we could check the dates of them, so <laughs> nope, it'll, nope. it'll just remain unanswered. Certainly, <laughs> certainly, even if the album were somehow first, the book was in the zeitgeist inside of RL bopping around yeah now you think i'd be thinking about you know how like a lot of classic you know rock bands like how yeah. you know, uh, uh led zeppelin's got like references to tokian in their books mm-hmm. right? they, yeah yeah they're like they're dropping misty mountains in their lyrics sure we all do we all do yeah <laughs> <laughs> we how many musical artists have dropped a goosebumps reference well tom petty himself had you don't know how it feels to wear this mask that's stuck on my face i took put it on yeah. earlier today and i bought it at a haunted <laughs> store yep Yep. Uh, Refugee is definitely about werewolf in the living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Don't have to live like a refugee, a.k.a. don't have to live like a werewolf in the living room. Oddly enough, Last Dance with Mary Jane, about Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Wow. I don't know any Top Betty songs. I don't know any of these. Free Fallen. What's that one about, Chad? Uh, chicken, um, chicken. Oh, I, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> how I learned to fly. Okay, well, that's better, but I didn't want to say chicken, chicken again. <laughs> They're all chicken, 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 chicken. All just packed. Pretty much every song, when you work down to the base of it, the meaning, the, the meter, the structure, it's all just a chicken, chicken reference at the end. <laughs> it all comes. <laughs> all the uh, accounting comes out chicken, chicken at the end of the universe, baby. Not forty-two. It was chicken, chicken this whole time. Hey, uh, guys, happy, happy one fiftieth. Wow, one hundred and fifty episodes. One hundred and fifty episodes, young baby. Who, who would have thought? We got all of the all the original generation captured, except for Mew, which we have to go to a special event to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you can't get or or game uh, game genie or game shark. But otherwise, I'm scared about the next gen. Guys. I'm ready for. Know. I got we got to get missing no as well, don't we? Well, you don't want to you don't want to capture missing no. I think that's where you fuck up. Apparently, they figured out how to do the glitch, so you just capture a pristine Mew these days where you just talk to like three people on different corners of Johto or Kanto or wherever and you just walk out of Lavender what? Town and boom. Yeah, I'll send it to you. What? It's crazy. No, it's crazy. Is there no mystery left in this life? Is there no trial or tribulation left in this life? <laughs> I saw a man program Flappy Bird with a Super Mario World glitch. What? <laughs> Wait, I think you need to explain yourself a little bit. What do you mean? Okay. I saw a man put in a series of inputs into super mario world yeah in order to write code for the game flappy bird and load it that's that's insane well he used a tool assisted type of thing right but, but still okay. absurd uh we're yeah. we ha- we'll break the simulation soon we're gonna crack the simulation wide open that we live in yeah we're just trying to do that with real life and then we can destroy climate change. Yeah, you know how like that Mario sixty four glitch where you just have to just kind of keep bouncing off the walls until you break reality. That's what I'm. That's what I'm constantly doing. I'm just wall kicking <laughs> off of stuff and 
slamming my butt into things. Or that Super Mario 64 speed run where the guy saved four seconds by playing during a solar flare and it changed a one to a zero and then he got through a, a piece of the planet or whatever. What? Is that a real thing? That's real. That's the only explanation for what happened. Where are bit, you? There was a bit flip. Where are you seeing these things? Where on the internet are you looking this stuff up? <laughs> I'm on a podcast. I don't have to cite my sources. <laughs> I just want to know what cool corner of the internet you're hanging out that people are doing these absurd things. <laughs> Uh, the sun flare thing is is an explanation for a weird speed run of, event that was captured on camera that they wow. couldn't really explain at the time, and they tried to recreate it, but it was just a bit. It was a bit flip, which like a lot of things had to go weird with a magnetic field in order to make it happen. I love all of those things happened to save three seconds, which to a speedrunner is everything. <laughs> also, yeah. can I so badly say that if for some reason I am worthy of a biography after I'm dead and you guys outlive me? Can you please yeah. have someone call it a lot of things had to go weird? <laughs> a lot of things had to go weird. <laughs> I love that. I love thinking about, uh, you know, events that <laughs> will either lead to my untimely demise <laughs> or, <laughs> or, you know, maybe me paying rent <laughs> this month. I like to think about the cha- the, the conflicts of, of events that lead to me existing or, or potentially not. I mean, a lot of things have to go weird in a book that we read that gets us money to live every month and a lot of things that had to go weird in this book that we read full moon fever welcome to goosebuds <laughs> welcome to goosebuds i'm paul i'm kevin i'm chad and this is indeed our 150th episode of a show where we read mostly the works of rl stein and other ya stories from the 90s and give them the hard-hitting critique they deserve indeed it is a pleasure to present to you this episode's book goosebumps 2000 Full Moon Fever. Yes, we are 150 episodes deep, and we are well into the Goosebumps 2000 line of books. A series of books, I think you'll both agree, uh, really hot or cold, the icy hot of books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I just, I know what you meant, Paul. I just love the idea that you buy icy hot, and it's either going to be cold or hot, and you don't know. <laughs> it's the, well, it's, it's the, <laughs> like, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's just either... Freezing cold or hot. You're like, God damn it, I bought a fucking cold one again. God, I've got three hots in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to release a product called Icy Slash Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Which one are you going to get? And also, you're not allowed to touch it before you buy it, because then I would tell you. Yeah. We should make a new product called Icy or Hot and make the or really, really small. Yeah, they're they're like super strong, so like you're gonna get a chemical burn one way or the other. It's just what kind are you getting? Oh, you're like, oh, I'm not sure if this is so cold that's burning me or so hot it's burning me. But either way, it's working. It's come yeah. back around. It's gone around the full the whole. It's gone around the bases. <laughs> yeah, it's a medical patch for people who need a localized burning sensation. <laughs> just to feel something sometimes yeah icy or hot these icy or hot these are the ideas that have kept this show propelling 150 <laughs> episodes uh it's been it's been a great time i love you guys love i love you. you guys too all right that's been an episode all right good <laughs> yeah this this book was good bye <laughs> just read it you should read this one because it fucking rocked full moon fever surprisingly good i started this i got four chapters in last night i started i started reading it last night Got four chapters in, got sleepy, and was like, nah, I'll finish it tomorrow. And was not looking forward to getting back into it after four chapters of this book. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. This might be the most fun I think R.L. has had being himself. R.L. was happy 
was very happy when he wrote this. <laughs> and at last, RL was pleased. <laughs> he woke up one day and he went, I think I'm motivated by art. I think I'm, I think I'm creative. What if I just do all the stuff I like to do? <laughs> I'll do old crones. I'll do a storyteller who scares children. What if, what if things just happened in the book? What if things actually happened? Not one cat in the entire story. <laughs> What if I foreshadow an event? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this book has double foreshadowing. And it look, I would, in any other story, I think foreshadowing that was this blatantly obvious would have made me mad. But in this one, I was like, <laughs> I think he's setting something up. And then something else happened. And I said, I think he's setting something up. And God damn it, he did. We we usually talk about, uh, or we have talked about several times, uh, the French covers of Goosebumps mm, books. Mm. And- the French uh, Goosebump cover for this book definitely gives away that it's the candy bar that causes. What the hell? What? I'm looking this up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers on the cover. I can't yeah. find Full Moon Fever covers. I'm getting Tom Petty shit. God damn it, Tom Petty. Get out of here. <laughs> I know. I Googled. Like, usually any book of the Goosebump series, you can just type the name in and you're going to get the Goosebumps book. This is the first time I didn't. Good job, Petty. Tom- SEO's yeah. hot. Yeah. Tom Petty has finally surpassed Goosebumps. He read this book in 1988 and then wrote Full yep. Moon Fever in 1989 and then finally to this day surpassed it. Why did the French cover choose to depict two emaciated, uh, mm-hmm. flushed away Ardman animation looking rat <laughs> monsters just chomping down on a big old candy bar? To be honest, I, they looked more like the French cover in my head than the regular cover. I don't know about you guys. Uh, they looked like how I thought they would appear in the Goosebumps TV show. Yes. Which is, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is yes. in, in chafing rubber accoutrement. <laughs> there is a scene that I want to talk about how I feel it should have been directed when it happens. I'm excited for it. It's towards the end of the book, so we'll get there. This is way too awesome to depict in a Goosebumps TV show format, yeah. though. There's like, no way. No, the budget would have been. No, yeah. <laughs> well... And the things that happen in this book, we're uh, really teasing. The really... SPCA would not allow it. No, no, well, no. It is, uh, yeah, I mean, this this book is all animal abuse. <laughs> uh, and a lot of violence, which we'll get to yeah. as well. Uh, it book... actually kicks off with some animal abuse with Alicia, Scruffy, and Robbie. Yeah, what the uh, hell is this? Uh, Alicia and Robbie are howling to terrorize their small dog, uh, Scruffy. Um Robbie and Alicia, Robbie's 12, Alicia's 11. Um, They're just kind of pieces of shit. They're being real big dicks. (laughs) Mom says, you're about as funny as chapped lips, which is her catchphrase. She she gets two of those in there. She she gets another one in later. It's like a dad salt or a dadism. It's sort of like, did your dads ever say you're really chapping my ass? (laughs) I hardly ever chap my dad's ass, but I think if I did. Chapping his ass, yeah. Yeah, my dad would say, you're you're really chapping my ass right now. And I always thought that was a really good one. I don't know that I've ever had a chapped ass, so I didn't really, couldn't really relate or empathize with it. But uh, Paul, were, was he out of line when he said that? Were you chapping no one's ass, or were you chapping his ass at that point? I was chapping his. I was chapping it. Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had chafed before as a young fat kid, and I'll tell you, it is not pleasant. But, okay, <laughs> so it, so it was a, he was saying something. I was really bugging him, wasn't I? Made it hurt. Made it hurt for him to walk at basketball camp. I'll tell you that. <laughs> not Duncan with a chapped ass. No, yeah, you know, definitely not dunking in, in, in Christian basketball camp in middle school. <laughs> Certainly not Euro stepping with a chapped ass. <laughs> we learn that Robbie and uh, Alicia are excited for Halloween. We learn that 
They like scary bullshit, um, but they yep. don't. They themselves don't like being scared. They just like doing the scaring. Yeah, they are paradoxes uh, unto themselves. They do not realize that they are paradoxes <laughs> because they seemingly they love it. I think they love Grandpa uh, Joe. Grandpa, what's uh, John. John, get, get, I call him Papa John. Papa John. Papa's in the house. <laughs> uh, uh, Pappy John loves to scare them, and he does a good job at it, apparently. Yeah, Pop Pop John is lonely because he lives an hour away from his <laughs> children in a cabin. Did they say he was an hour away? Yes, they- he is an hour away because whenever <laughs> mom and dad, whenever mom and dad need a night to themselves, P. Paul John takes. <laughs> Both the kids uh, up in his place, and he scares them for a night. That's yeah. so funny because they they made it seem like such a big deal to go up to Grandpa John, like it is an all night excursion. And yeah. then I loved that detail of the parents are not going to visit with Grandpa John. It is they're going to go into town and eat a nice restaurant <laughs> without their kids. Like to not visit their family seems so funny to me. That's I what know. my parents did. You never got dropped off at your grandparents, so your parents no, could have a night. Parents st- no. stay and hover. Yeah, my parents my parents would not go on. Uh, maybe they did dinners by themselves. I don't know. Who the frick knows? But my pee Paul John was not taking care of me when it was that. You guys never got dropped off to get traumatized by your grandparents' old-timey values? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got driven around in a smoky Oldsmobile while Frank Sinatra played to learn that stuff. Oh, my God. It was a good time. So I like I hear some of old blue eyes. It was great. So Papa John's estranged from his his children is what we're learning, or his yes. this is one child. Yeah, and he also uh, resembles a large insect. Oh, I love that description. Yeah, and he's got like mantis arms. Like he's like ru- he's like rubbing his hands together like a mantis. Like, yeah, like long white arms. And skin. I yeah was hoping with how awesome this book was. I was hoping that at some point when he had his mantis arms up to defend himself, two blades would emerge from his from his <laughs> forearms, and he would actually have. Have sick mantis blades and he'd like that teleport is- behind them and get yeah nice try kid <laughs> <laughs> he'd do it he'd do a tough guy anime and the blades stop inches from their throat oh that's sick that's sick grandpa john grandpa john's pretty cool i mean he just likes to tell scary stories to them when they, they stop by the camp yeah rl gets to pitch a few things that he didn't get to make <laughs> <laughs> Headless fifth grader. I think headless fifth grader is pretty great. Headless fifth grader was good, and then there was the story about the two girls that get sucked to the bottom of a lake, become zombies, and then pull people down to to quote hang out with them. Bottom feeders. Bottom feeders. That's pretty good. Yeah, there were some good ones. Grandpa, uh, or sorry, Greengall uh, John seems like he uh, he's really got some, he's got some tails, some yarns. Do we think that Grandpa John is writing these ahead of time, or is he really just that good on the fly? Well, you can improv this stuff, and also kids are a pretty easy audience. <laughs> yes, that's true. They know every single time. They even talk about this for like a chapter. They talk. We're, they're like, we're going there. His thing. This is his mo. He tries to scare us. The scary story is coming, and it's made up. And every time they get got. When they show up to Gramp to Bumpa John's house, he says, <laughs> uh, "Welcome to my home," said the spider to the fly, which is the most serial killer shit ever. I, I love this dude. I know. And it's also, he misquoted, it's welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly is the first line. Which is way scarier. A parlor is a worse place to be. Yeah, it's an older, it's an older bar, so Mm -hmm. you're a little scared of it. But, you know, it wasn't in a, they weren't currently in a parlor, so I guess he had to adapt it. But still, creepy thing. 
It's it's uh, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Yes, quite. It's quite that <laughs> level shit. Mm-hmm. He gets him with this one. Uh, Ancestor John uh, hit, hits him with a <laughs> with a heater, uh, and it's called. It's about a, a disease called full moon fever. It's true. He he also lays out a bunch of snacks, which I thought was nice of him. He gets the he gets uh, Robbie the snack cakes that he likes. So I'm like, oh, Grandpa John. And I don't know what did they say what state this takes place in, but. If they didn't, um, if they didn't, I'd know that they're in Philadelphia and he got tasty cakes. They had to take a plane <laughs> to oh God. Vancouver to Vancouver. Yeah. Uh-huh. In order it, it later. So I don't think it was I don't think it was a northern state. Okay. Otherwise, you just drive. That's a fun drive to Canada. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go up the, the Pacific Coast Highway if you're on the west. But yeah, he also says a raccoon destroyed his chair. So um, that's a Philadelphia which, thing. That would be an even crazier story than the story he was about to tell. I wish he had spent more time on the raccoon. A raccoon destroyed my chair. Yeah, he just really like glossed over that one. Pretty disappointed. So he tells his story, right? Um, and yeah, and he he threatens that uh, he caught Tit. So the story is that he was he was walking in the woods. He went for a walking in the woods in Vancouver. It was beautiful, and he encountered a. a uh, he got lost, and he encountered a uh, cabin with a uh, an old woman in it. And she let him in, and she gave him some soup, and she talked to him and told him how to go places. But then she warned him that it was Halloween night, and on Halloween night, if there is a full moon and you are to look at it, you will be struck with the full moon fever. Mm-hmm. And you'll become half beast and half human. He's like, isn't that just werewolves? She's like, no, it's different from it's werewolves. Worse, this, this book seemed obsessed with disavowing the term werewolf. Like, almost like R.L. was pitching this to his editor. And he's like, you've already done seven werewolf books. He's like, no, this is different. <laughs> no, this is full moon fever. This is, full a moon di- fever. this is a disease. This is a disease. Uh, which is funny because so he 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 does ask if it is a uh, werewolf situation and she says no, it's a disease and you're gonna catch it if you look at the moon and he goes outside and he looks up and a flash of silver light hits him in the eyes and he's got it and then he comes back and uh, and no 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 John says to them uh, I've got the fever and I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> Even though I don't know that that is how we just were explained how you catch. The full moon fever, I don't think you can pass it. I didn't know that it was a contagious thing. Well, I mean, it stands to reason, like, maybe the moon is just like, I don't know, like a like a rat or whatever. Like, the moon okay. is a rat. <laughs> it gives you the plague, and then you can give the plague to other people. Typhoid moon. Typhoid moon. Ooh, I love that's a That's a hell of a good title. Typhoid uh, but he scares the kids, and he's like, "Haha, there's no such there's no such thing as full moon fever. I got you." And uh, then they have a lovely rest of their evening. I suppose. <laughs> can, I, can I also just add that in the story, he asks the old lady, who I read it as implied that they hooked up in the cabin. That's maybe, whoa, maybe. Whoa. I don't know. She had a husband, Chad. Oh yes, he was in the scene. D- that doesn't matter. He was tending his fur traps. No, no, she would not mess around. She took him in and gave him soup. You she, know what? The, read between the lines. She made a sacred bond. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, after he's buttoning his pants, she's like, "Hey, how do you fix? How do you fix full moon fever?" And she's like, "I don't know. No one ever, no one ever survives it." Okay. Yeah, she basically says, if you want to survive, if you need, if you want to get rid of it, you need to look at the moon, the full moon, the next month. But nobody has survived the full month. Wow! Wow! Rough Big stuff. stuff. Big, Big rough stuff. stuff. <laughs> Big ideas. <laughs> uh, the kids come back from uh, Grumpo Johnny, and 
they uh they get sick for re- reasons for time like passing reasons yep mm-hmm. uh and all of their uh high concept halloween costume plans are cut short <laughs> they had some good ones yeah they had they wanted to be giant furry bugs from outer space loved it which again love a high concept uh unbranded costume yeah i i really i really liked that this was i identify with oh well we don't have the money to get you like a licensed costume so we're just gonna put together some stuff that we had that was definitely my halloween that was my halloween's too so alicia's a teletubby because she has some yellow sweaters and stuff and they put a cardboard tv set on her stomach and give her a clothes hanger or a funnel or some shit. There's a funnel on her head, yeah. She goes, I'm a Teletubby. Funnel hat. And Robbie is Zorro, uh, the icon, the the early 2000s icon Zorro. Uh, And uh, he's wearing a cape and Scruffy does not like that. Scruffy, their dog, does not like that because it's Scruffy's it's Scruffy's blanket, and it's what Scruffy yeah. sleeps on. And yeah. Robbie is pissed off about this, even though he's the one who took Scruffy's blanket. And he's yeah. he gives Scruffy a kick, which is fucked up. Uh, yeah. And, and then Mom yeah. talks about, I don't know, for some reason, for foreshadowing reasons, I assume, uh, Mom says that Scruffy also likes to eat tissues, so don't leave any candy around, because I'll probably eat that, too. Definitely uh, don't pay attention to this moment right now, reader. It's not important. I thought it would end up being a little more important than it me, was. Me too. Me too. It actually wasn't mm-hmm. important. It was kind of a little bit of a red herring, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't even know if it actually foreshadows anything as much as just scra- it, scrap, Scrappy's around. Yeah. I Scrappy's think around. You could have just had Scruffy be around, and I think you didn't need to. You didn't need to set up the character trait of tissue eater. You know what I mean? I, I think the I think the thing here was animals just eat stuff, which yeah. is definitely a theme that will be explored later. Right. We need to remind people that animals eat stuff. We have the second of three uses of the term pig out because we want to emphasize that these kids uh, like eating stuff. And uh, they go out trick-or-treating. We run into Maggie, who's in a wolf costume. Um, Maggie is uh, Alicia's friend, and she doesn't have a lot to do in this book, but she's sure as hell going to be in this scene. She sure is there. They go trick-or-treating, they obtain a lot of candy, I assume some sort of high, not a lot of hijinks on this Halloween night. No, they're just going around getting big bars, man. They talk about how they get these, like, full-sized bars, or if yeah. maybe they didn't say that, but I imagine them as full-sized bars. They're having a good night. They say they get big um, Milky Way uh, bars, which I assume was full-sized bars. Yeah, they're full-sized, man. Yeah. Someone, they're they, draw, they name draw Crunch Bars at some point, too, which oh, I think is a pretty solid Halloween candy. I fucking love a Crunch yeah. Bar. Earl knows. He did his research this time. <laughs> do you think do you think Arl gives full candy bars at his house? He fucking no. better. Damn, damn it. Damn it, Arl. He gives you a copy of something he's been working on. Yeah, I, just, I think he gives you like a $1 Scholastic coupon only good towards <laughs> buying a Goosebumps book. Damn. And a Lamborghini poster. Yep. <laughs> he has a whole bunch of them. And a Hall's lozenge. <laughs> <laughs> You'll thank me later. You'll thank me later. So the night is winding down, and the kids are are they want one more drink? You know, it's time for you know they're not ready to call it a night. So yeah, uh, man. They see Mrs. Eakins. Uh, they see Mrs. Eakins' house up on the hill, and Miss Eakins does not like Robbie or his sister. Robbie kicked the ball through her front window, smashed it. She said she was going to call the cops on him. 
But uh, yeah. Robbie's like, we're in disguises. We're good. She will not know us. They go up, and Miss Eakins is a sweetie pie, and she gives them all yeah. what is called a best bar. Yeah. They're eating this candy bar, and it's super good. It's the good stuff. And he, w- he walks away being like, see, she didn't remember us or whatever. We're cool. This is the best candy bar I've ever had. What's it called? And look in the darkness of the night <laughs> and through their one drink too many haze, and they see best bar don't think about it don't, don't worry don't about think, it. don't keep, again yeah. don't look at it don't read her dear reader do not pay <laughs> attention to this then uh, robbie gets all chalked up and, and and the night still flowing through him but all places are closed says one more thrill sis and he gets down on his knees and he looks to the moon and says full moon fever yeah <laughs> And he gets, uh, and his sister sits down next to him, and they get blinded by the light, <laughs> revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night, <laughs> <laughs> and they get blasted, and they get fucking hyper beamed. It <laughs> it be it be a whoops into their brain, and they are they are knocked out, a cold. They are they are full Beast Wars transmetalized. Wow, I, I don't know what that means, but you said it with such confidence that I agree. I I figured it out from context. <laughs> Wait, are the Beast Wars beasts just regular beasts that were that underwent a metal process, metallurgic process, or something like that? Or Kevin, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that you asked. Well, actually, they uh, <laughs> they are transformers. They are robots, but okay. initially they are more organic looking in their forms to you know avoid energon radiation that hurts them. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. There's so much raw energon on planet Earth, yep. and then eventually. Uh, after they fight some massive aliens in space, a trans warp wave hits the planet and either kills half of them, the ones that they don't have new toys of, or transforms <laughs> the rest of them into new forms they call transmetals. And they're pretty cool. Would you say they uh would you say they got full metal fever? They got they got oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I think actually it was like from a moon too. I think it was like a fake moon or something. So it was a full moon fever. What came first? That's why I'm here. That's why I'm on the podcast. <laughs> why does being in the shape of a monkey or a rat make you immune to moonbeams? No, it makes you immune to Energon, which is on the planet already. It's like a, I don't know, it's a form that hides your naughty robot bits, I guess. Yeah, it leaves, they leave they leave the animals alone, man. Why do they need to hide their forms? Because the Energon <laughs> is just out there. It's like radiation. It's, it's kind of like, I think it's a metaphor for like how humans, once we ate from the apple of Eden, <laughs> gave us shame and we started to close ourselves. I think Energon's like that. This is not true. Energon is original sin. Yeah, cool. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that interpretation of Transformers. So they they have to hide themselves in the in the cloak of beasts cool. in order to. Yeah. Wow. Mankind knew they couldn't change society, and thus they blamed the beast. That's a guilty gear reference for you. Wow. Transformers just keeps getting cooler. <laughs> So they trans they transform and roll out in bed. <laughs> yep. Um Robbie wakes up and uh he's like, Someone shredded up my dang ass bed. What a weird dream I had. How did I get back home? Uh and then he looks in the mirror and holy shit, he's got full moon fever dogs. In he's like the middle anamorph stage of a of a oh, werewolf. Yeah. Oh, oh, horrifying. He's got the same eyes, but everything else is all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he's Cronenberged up. It's sick. <laughs> Or uh, the Vancouver budget equivalent of Cronenberg up, or the Toronto budget equivalent of Cronenberg. <laughs> sure, it sure. was almost like RL wrote this knowing that it would be a suit and with a human's eyes in it. That's just smart writing. Yeah. He, the other thing he knew is that they would hardly be able to talk in the masks, and that's why he gave them all peanut butter masks. <laughs> 
do all have pee, they got, pee butt mouth. They got pee, pee butt mouth. They cannot talk. They're, and I got to say, <laughs> he, he quickly gives up on this on this idea. And I love yeah, it. It's too, it's too big of a pain. So It's eaten up character count in his book, which he probably yeah. should have liked. But <laughs> but their, their words are elongated because it's, it's so good. They howl. Everything they say, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it is so funny. It is so funny. They are talking in this funny uh, full moon fever, Raru Raru talk, Raru as speak, and also are uh, clumsy and extra strong and are just destroying their house as they <laughs> moan and groan about. This is like daylight, by the way. This is like this is yeah. not a wolf or a werewolf anymore because that's only a night during a full moon. This is just waking up. What's for breakfast? I think I'll smash through the wall. <laughs> it's this is hormones. The book. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is super. This is a puberty metaphor. <laughs> they got hit the same night by puberty, and they woke up and they are raging. Yep. Uh, they go downstairs, and mom doesn't even recognize them, and she like jabs at them with a broom, and they go ape shit. They start like sweeping the the plates and bowls off the table and breaking glass <laughs> cabinets. They set a trash can on fire and whip it at mom's gut. <laughs> She goes for the phone and it pisses off Robbie and he doesn't even know why, but he gets mad at the phone and rips the phone off of the wall. RL actually gets artful in this where he says she grabs the phone and punched in three numbers. And it's like, oh man, he didn't even have to say 911. He found a way to show it. He let me figure it out. He let me figure it out. He had faith in me. I, I already this book has gone past where most of these books will hit like yes the parents usually could never find out right. in another book they would have transferred back to humans for whatever reason just as mom was going to come in with breakfast and they won't believe him like oh you ripped up your sheets mm-hmm. you're grounded for a week right this is like no these these two kids are thinking about killing mom yeah and they run away to protect her. They're yeah. like, we can't be here because we're going to kill mom. So we got to get out of here. Robbie realizes that he has no control over his anger and that he will kill mom. The gas pedal is hit and we are off <laughs> at this point. I felt I felt only rage, he said. Red hot rage that made my muscles tighten, that made me grit my jagged teeth and growl. My anger controlled my brain, I realized. Boy, is this a metaphor for people? Hormones. The when my mom said anime isn't real, I felt the red <laughs> I turned on Slipknot and I just had to let the rage out. So they they run out they run out of the house. All right, they're done. They know there's a problem. They got to get out of here. They regroup under a tree and they're they're still raging a little bit. And uh, there's some kids off in the distance. And they're like, maybe we should eat some kids. But then they catch a squirrel. They. Get so hungry, they realize they've got a little hanger, and they yep. eat a squirrel, and they bury its bones in the next it, chapter. It's such a tortured scene. Are like, are we really gonna eat a fucking squirrel? Yeah, like it's it's such a big fucking thing. And then chapter thirteen starts. We felt a little calmer after eating two squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> highlighted that section that's so funny they bury the bones and then i love this moment this this t.s Eliot ass moment that happens here robbie is they're like trying to figure out what they're gonna do and they realize that they have 30 days to wait until the next moon and because they remember what how to how it needs to be cured so they're like how are we gonna solve this oh we gotta wait 30 days but we cannot survive that and robbie goes am i gonna have to eat squirrels 
for 30 days. And I, I got like, I just had to write down this like T.S. Eliot, I measure my days in squirrel bones type of line. <laughs> that <he has. laughs> Oh, That's actually know. the French title of, of this book. Is uh, <laughs> They didn't go for a literal translation. They went for I measure my days in squirrel bones. This is a literature for sure. This is one literature. This is one parentheses one literature. He did a literature in the last book and he's doing, he did a whole ass book of literature this time. Yeah. It, it's all it's all here. It's all contained in this book. Every oh. everything you can do with the written word, you can do in, in Full Moon Fever. Uh, so they, the kids uh, decide that Maggie has a brother who's eighteen who can drive. Right. Uh, so they had not met. We had not met her brother Clay. And I don't we think never during, will. No. We never like, will. Oh, it was like eating the trick or treat scene. No, it was nope. not even a, a thing. It was just he's he's the only person we know with a car. I guess we had to get to. Him. He's a brief sound effect at most, right? Is what I think. That's all you were to me was just a sound effect. <laughs> and for those not reading, all of the dialogue, like you said, is dragged out. This is just an example of it. It'd be I narrow my eyes at her. Maggie, Maggie <laughs> doesn't drive. But her brother Clay, he drives. That's how all of the lines. It's are. all elongated, and he quickly drops. And he it's kind of a Heath Ledger Joker esque. Yes, yes. Wow, but Clay, he drives. <laughs> they got Jokerified. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh my god, they hit uh, puberty and got Jokerified. Well, I woke up Jokerified. <laughs> I think it's cool the Joker impressions are back. I like that. Dude, it's like Borat. It's coming back, baby. <laughs> here's a here's a classic Goosebumps tangent. We'll get right back to it. But I watched the 1989 Batman with uh, oh, Jack one. Nicholson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That movie's fucking awesome. I know. It's like a real comic book. It's like, yeah, it's all film language. Yeah. Like the, the script doesn't mm. matter. It literally doesn't matter. <laughs> you just look at it. <laughs> that hurts me to hear as a sentence, but I think I know what you mean. It's better when you can do both, Chad. We know. We all know that. Sorry. The, sorry. The dialogue literally doesn't matter. It did have to be written in storyboard and all this. There is a script. But the di- the actual dialogue itself does not matter and maybe detracts from the work. <laughs> That's very fair. Someone did have to write it, though. Someone did have to write it. So... <laughs> They they decide to go to the to their school and wait until the day is over for Maggie to come out and they're gonna hide. So they go to a house across the street and because of the uh, raging hormones in their body, <laughs> they cannot sit still and they must destroy. And uh, Robbie begins to sing a song of being a monster, I believe, as he's crushing and destroying things. I'm a monster. <laughs> And then a man comes out after uh, so much of his house has been broken with a rake. Oh, they're ripping siding off and just like yeah. flinging it. They're just wrecking this man's house. So he comes out and he sees them and he grabs a rake. And there is a full on fight sequence. Oh, my God. I wrote this down, too. There's an action fight scene, a full on action scene in a Goosebumps Kids book. getting hit. Men are being thrown. At a point, the ra- the rake fight starts to turn on Robbie and uh, and his sister. And... He uh, decides that he needs to assault a man by biting him in the arm, and he will remember it because he brings it up later in the book. To, well, to be to be fair, at this point, the rake man, who somehow has the most durable 
weapon rake I've ever seen. I just pictured him wielding some sort of like Shaolin rake, like some <laughs> yeah, sort of like a spade or something, like a, like a bladed, <laughs> Little, yeah. a bladed rake. Yeah, this is something like Scorpion was using to like work on his field before he became Scorpion. Right, right. It's like the things that uh, the the uh, Wolverine hands that you can put on. It's like those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, side tangent. We in my in my house. In our, in the, we, when we moved in, in our shed, we found, like, what looks to be, like, remember Moon Shoes? Yeah, of course. Nickelodeon yeah. Moon Shoes? Yep. It's like Moon Shoes, but instead of bouncing stuff, it's just a bunch of nails in the bottom. <laughs> like, like literally just like, hey, what if what if there were, like, uh, sandals with, with deathly nails, like, three-inch nails at the bottom of it? And we can't figure out what they're for if they're either for weapons or for, like, gardening. But they seem like something for sinister purposes. That's Hellraiser clothes, Chad. It's very Hellraiser. I'd say for walking on ice, but I don't believe you have that where you are. <laughs> no, yeah. This is, I'll just send you guys a photo. It's fucking wild. I think a Hellraiser lived yeah. at your house at some point. You know, that's why before you buy, get the place checked for Hellraisers. Get the place checked <laughs> cubes. Uh, <laughs> you gotta check the house. You gotta check the house facts. Yeah. Make sure there's not like a, a, a MC Escher infinite maze and stairs in your house. Yeah, you got to make, make sure, sure the house isn't bigger on the inside than the outside. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, call hell safe. <laughs> call- <laughs> <laughs> so this this innocent man who was not even who they wanted to talk to, they just <laughs> couldn't again be quiet for a minute in the backyard. Uh, I I will say he swings the metal rake into Alicia's head. Yeah, yeah, and. It's presumably kills her. Laser her prone. knees collapsed. Her eyeballs rolled up in her fur-covered head. She fell heavily into the grass. Please, please, the terrified man begged, just go, go. <laughs> it, he effectively ends a child in this book. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I also loved his intro dialogue. Was him going, a big middle-aged man in khakis, a plaid shirt, and hunting boots came running out. He had a furious scowl on his angry red face. Hey, he shouted. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey! Hey, hey! Like he's just saying hey over and over, which is a great way to react to. I don't know why there's two two wear bagools in my yard. Wear bagools. <laughs> I was surprised no one made mention of the fact that it was Halloween, like close to Halloween. Like no one's like, huh, weird Halloween costumes. Because that feels like a Oh, you're that, right. Yes. That's a hundred. That feels like a slam dunk. That's how the kids would, would get seen and like the chapter would end and then the next chapter would begin with oh yeah. weird costumes and then move on from that but not in this book not in this nope. book that goes pedal to the metal baby this one rocks I, I just also like the idea that rake guy got a critical hit on <laughs> on, uh, on alicia and just totally like dropped her to zero hit points and was like oh shit dude he one shot her for sure and that's what made that's what made robbie go nuts and robbie bites his arms and draws blood yeah it's messed up Robbie's gonna remember everything he's done in this in these moments for the rest of his life. Then they run away to the sewer to lay low while the cops look for them, and they eat all the poop in the sewer. Yeah. Okay, oh my god. To, yeah, we need to talk about the eating the poop. They also caused a car accident <laughs> on the way. They ran across a car a road. They didn't look. No. Nope. And they just they hear the sounds of crashing glass and metal and people screaming. Before yes, they decide to live amongst the sewers. <laughs> and they eat a bunch of poo worms. Yep. <laughs> and they were eating uh, ground worms and black bugs in this and in, in the the rake man's house uh, previously. So bugs have been on the menu for a while. But yes, uh, Alicia reaches down into the sewer water, which we all know what that is, and pulls yep. a dead worm out and then eats it and then proceeds to talk. And it is mentioned that the 
poo worm is still in her teeth. It's disgusting. Yeah. There's a there's a level of space station Silicon Valley for the Nintendo 64 where <laughs> yes. as a rat you can eat all the poop in the sewer. <laughs> really? And you're and you're rewarded for that? Good on that rat. Well, how cuz there's not achievements in that era of video games. How are you rewarded for You get you, you the get poop? like a power cell which is part of rebuilding your spaceship. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's amazing. But yeah, I just the 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 like achievement text of eat all the poop in the sewer has been burned in my brain. <laughs> Space Station Silicon Valley, that is a game I have Oh, it's not good. Heard in a it's long a good time. one. You should check that out. Oh, that, that one's great. I love that one. It's very it's very weird. So it, it was it was made by the team who I think went on to make Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh shit. That's wild. And you can kind of see a lot of it in the jumping in, in and out of animals, like jumping in and out oh, of cars. Oh yes, yes. Anyway, they finally find Maggie after school. Yeah, they pop out of the poo sewer. Uh, they see Maggie. <laughs> she's she's home. She's wandering home. They run up to her, and she is freaked the f out. She's trying to run, <laughs> but they catch up. They don't up play to this her. cool at all. No. They just run no. at her, screaming her name Maggie. in a growly voice. Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. <laughs> Rachel, like, can you imagine like two fucking ghouls, like two hairy, <laughs> like things you. emerge from the sewer and start screaming your name and charging at covered you, covered in covered in poop, <laughs> covered in poop. But she sees their eyes. She sees she sees, she sees Alicia's eyes. <laughs> Keep yelling! Look at her eyes. No, it's us. They don't even say their names. You going? It's us. It's us. <laughs> but your eyes. Why can I not see my reflection in your eyes? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, you're my friends. And uh, she takes them <laughs> home. And she's like, yeah, okay, I get I get the plan. We'll get my brother to drive you. I'm sure I can convince him. Uh, but then Robbie gets a glimpse of uh, Maggie's aquarium. Mm. And he's like, mm, you know what I could go for right about now is to just have a really like long couple of paragraphs where I describe the exact like sensations of reaching into a (laughs) (laughs) into an aquarium and eating all the fish eating a giant goldfish and i love he does it uh and then feels instant instant teenager new teenager remorse and says we're disgusting animals (laughs) and uh that is when i realized that this was truly a puberty allegory i i love that follow-up line i bit that man with the rake do you believe it i bit a man i bit a man i bit a man oh we're not (laughs) we're not even there yet hold on we're not even there i bit a man today uh they they do this. Then after he eats the fish, Maggie hates him because she he ate her pet. Uh, yeah. And then we hear the Foley footsteps of as uh, as Clegg begins to come down the stairs. But because they didn't want to pay for a speaking or even a- extra role, they just left no. him as Foley. <laughs> uh, they run outside and they go they go into hiding once more to try and figure out a new plan. And in the interim. Uh, they decide, they, or actually, I think what they do is they decide that they're not going to be able to get a ride, so they're going to have to walk. And they're kind of talking about their regrets, being like, "I like, they, like, I can't believe all this happened. I bit a man." And uh, oh well, hold on. Hold- well, th- that's not the big I bit a man, but yes, there is an I yeah. bit a man. There is. A- okay, I'm sorry. Okay, and I, and this is also the part where they're walking along the highway, and a uh, car swerves and stops, and they hide, and then it pulls off, and they go back to the road and see that a uh, a little little bunny has been run over, and. Uh, Robbie, who's apparently not feeling any regret or remorse about what he's done today, <laughs> lifts it up and says, do you want white meat or dark? I think that that I laughed out loud. That it, was fucking funny. We're <laughs> in full campy horror mo- mode here. And I think fully intentionally in this one, I think RL knew what he was doing. I think he was having a great, a great time. RL 
you did it. Like this is the apex of the form. Like this is like <laughs> I hope you did it. I I think I think this might be him. I think so. I, wh- yeah. I mean, it's so different than the other ones. I have to wonder if it's an outlier. I just think he was hydrated. Maybe he had a little <laughs> extra time. Um, you know, maybe he was fresh off a of vacation or something like that. I'm thinking he spent a little time outdoors. He, maybe he went to Vancouver and saw some beautiful woodlands and he was really inspired and connected with the spirit of the earth. I think maybe he bit a man and he's like, <laughs> I got to talk about this experience. I got to tell my, my abuelo, John, <laughs> about this. Uh <laughs> Paul, I really hope you didn't just go onto Google and was like different names for grandpa I and sure did. from that list. I sure did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's good. Pro move, Paul. Thank you. Uh, uh, old pro. So these so so these monsters, they probably got like a decent land speed. I gotta imagine. Like they gotta be able to yeah. go like 15, 20 miles per hour. They don't run, they don't walk, they lope. Who, yeah, who are the scary internet people who run on all fours? I don't know this. Um, oh, this is in your scary internet people. Yeah, c- okay, c- don't look it up. No, no, I don't. Ooh, no, you're not even making me think about it, which is scarier. Yeah, don't look it up. It's it's. Is this very a monster weird. like a cryptid? No, this is just what some people do for fun. Oh jeez. Oh no. Are you talking about those out those like uh, costumes that people make? I wish, Paul. I oh, wish. Oh boy. Oh boy. Anyway, we make it to Grandfather Jonathan's, <laughs> where they break in the door and immediately start menacing him. <laughs> he is scared. He does not know what he's seeing. They're about to kick the shit out of Grandpa John. Like they're try- like they're like, how do we solve full moon fever? And he's like, it's a it's a story. It's not real. I made it up. I made it up. And they're like, you you lie. We have the full moon fever right now. And in the back. Like three of us are just going candy bar, Can- <laughs> candy bar. I I honestly did not see the candy bar part coming to this. No, point. I I, I knew it. I, I don't know. I I kind of forgotten about it because and just was like, oh yeah, I guess this is some sort of magic moonbeam. The only reason I knew was because they ate it and then instantly decided to to howl at the moon at that moment. So I just knew it was just like, oh, well, they're setting us up for this moment right here. So the only reason I knew is that their costumes were absolute dog shit. And the lady said that their costumes were good. And then RL really hedged it when he said, I couldn't quite see what was on the wrapper, but I squinted to make it out. And it said best bar. And I'm like, what's, what's a few letters off of best bar beast bar. (laughs) I was thrown off because, like, why is this not a name brand when the Crunch Bar is name brand? Mm. I was wondering about that. The clues were there. This isn't bad. Like, it's not bad to have that, no. like, ob- that uh, that obvious of, like, a twist because we're not meant to, like, like or want to be around these two main characters. Like, they're not great. <laughs> no, even as they as they wail at, at, uh, at their grandfather. It, yeah. That they, for the cure, and he, in a very Jonathan- Frake's voice says, "We made it up." Uh, <laughs> he he he, they, he says there is no work of fiction. Work of fiction. We got you. It was a lie. This is where the this is where the line that you were looking for, Paul. Of yeah, don't you understand? We're monsters who kill things to eat them. I bit a man. I growled at Grandpa John. I bit a man today, and it tasted good. And it tasted good. What will I do next time? I'm a monster. I love that because I just pictured the hammiest like child actor performance. For those lines. Yeah, it's a fantastic moment, some fantastic lines. Only nearly bested by a line that follows up uh, <laughs> yep. as they as they are raging at Grandpa John. At that moment, I think we both realized we were going to eat Grandpa John. 
Amazing line. That gets my Golden Goose Award for the year. Yeah. Oh my god, we should start giving out Golden Goose Awards. I love that. We've been giving out Golden Goose this whole time. (laughs) Retroactively, the first Golden Goose. (laughs) The goose that laid the golden bump. I will give this a a golden bump as well. (laughs) Yeah, that line. And at that moment, I think we both realized that we were going to eat Grandpa Jim. (laughs) An incredible, like the, how did the censors let this one go? This one is just filled. With all, so good. It, 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 it's so crazy because now, so this happens, right? And then they, yeah. they're like, Grandpa, you got to help us. And he's like, okay, we're going to go. They're like, well, let's find the woman that you talked to. Maybe she knows the cure, right? And he goes, okay. And he t- calls their parents, makes up a lie. Grandpa John goes to fucking the mats with them, dude. He is like, he is yeah. a rider. Well, he's lonely. He is lonely. He, well, I know, but also he's like... Grandpa John is doing everything he can so that these kids can go back somehow to a normal life without their parents ever being upset. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he's like, they'll be, he even says, I'll bring him home in a few days. I'll explain everything then. Clearly hangs up. Parents are just left to go, okay, fine. All right. They're with, well, they're with old folk John, so we're okay. Uh, they're like, well, monsters cool. are real and our children are unaccounted for, but I trust my dad. So. <laughs> Nothing to worry about now. Uh <laughs> They, they buy. Uh, he buys tickets. He gets them cargo tickets, uh, which is dangerous because that is not a uh, air treated part of the plane, and they could have frozen yeah. to death. Which they're in the cargo as well, and they do consider eating some of the dogs that are locked in there with them, which was a scary moment for all of us readers. This is over the course of like two pages, by the way. Like, I mean, this is books flying. It it's kind cooks. of mealy. Grandpa John going. Hold on, eat this frozen meat. I'll be right back. Does not abandon them. Grandpa John is ride or die comes back immediately with just get in these get in these cargo crates that I just bought. Yep. <laughs> these these are big monsters, I think, right? Like these are at least children size. They're at size. least children size and they can smash doors with one punch. But they do make it to Canada and they find the old woods woman and she is gadded up. She points a gun at a child. <laughs> yep, she takes the Mac out of her knapsack. <laughs> Damn. And points it at the at a child. But the, the kids do kind of break her door. And it's like, you know, the one the one good part about living in the woods is you don't get strange knocks at the door all yeah, the fucking yeah. time. So. He's right. Yeah. Uh, not, not just not to go back too much. I just wanted to talk about the detail of when they landed in, in Canada, they rented a Jeep. And uh-huh. the way it was just described made me think that just Grandpa John was riding, was driving, but they're just sitting like shotgun with their seatbelts on as grandpa john just drives them up canada (laughs) with two beasts hanging out the jeep yeah just two beasts just sitting like human beings in the car like we're going up to canada today it's like the beginning of zoolander but with two beasts (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) the absurdity of just immediately going well we're just gonna put them on a plane and there's airlines and there's a the the only (laughs) non-interesting you know chapter break of uh, while they're waiting in their cargo things where no one can see them, two flight people are like, wait, don't put those two boxes on the plane. Chapter break. Chapter break. I mean, those other two boxes. These two with the beasts in them, they're good to go. Uh-huh. The other thing about the Jeep is it's not a very concealed vehicle. He could have rented a van. <laughs> yeah. He picked the most conspicuous vehicle he could pick. But maybe Canada doesn't care about uh, half child, half wolf monsters. Like, maybe yeah, Canada's cool about it. it. Yeah, maybe they're just like, oh, that's fine. So they arrive. Grandma's got a gun. And yep. uh, she's not she's not hearing it. She also says, we made it up. It was all a yep. lie. We made it up. <laughs> but 
she does have one lead, and that's a doctor, Doctor Thorn, crazy Doctor Thorn. She calls him, and she <laughs> gives him the directions. So they go to Doctor Thorns, but Doctor Thorn isn't in. Doctor Thorn, comma Junior is, aka Wolf, well, aka Roger, but he prefers to go by Wolf. He's a big. <laughs> red-haired weirdo guy with a big flopping belly i guess non non freaked out again most of these people are dealing with beast children pretty well well but yeah yeah you're right you're right this is like very very nonplussed uh by dr dr thorne jr rob uh robert uh wolf whatever his name is uh <laughs> the the wolfykins family notes that there are lots of nets and boats around yes and, uh remark on the strangeness of that being that they are by no body of water to which wolf replies oh that's for the flood oh my god the flood part was insane he thought he was ready for climate change he said <laughs> why do you have a well he's just saying next to the red boat why do you have a boat here in the middle of the woods Someday soon, this will all be underwater. It goes on to say the rains will come, the woods will flood, this will be a raging river, and Dad and I will be ready for it. We'll be the only ones who are ready. So they are preparing for a biblical flood of some sort, unrelated to this story. At that point, you should have been like, I don't think you guys can help us, but it's just <laughs> <it's laughs> <a> desperation <laughs> that they're like, sure, these guys live in the woods. He's a discredited doctor who believes... That the world will come to an end at a very near point. Yeah. And yeah, I love there's it. also like again, there's no connecting thread no. between the old lady and Dr. Thorne. It's not like she going like, Well, I heard the story about full moon fever from Dr. Thorne. You should talk. It is literally just, I know no one else. Go talk to this doctor. All right. New adventure. Yep. And I love that uh I don't know. I have this written down. I don't know if this takes place right after he talks about the climate change, but Robbie says I've never tasted wolf meat to miss to to wolf, uh, which is a pretty sick thing to say to somebody to threaten them. Yeah. Now you listener might be listening. Why is his name Wolf? They ask him that, and he goes, "Beats me," and he laughs. So the fact that there's a character named Wolf in a book about wolf people, <laughs> nothing. There's no, there's no connection. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't even matter that he was his son. It doesn't matter because he's not his son. <laughs> he is Doctor Thorne as he pulls off a Why? a mask and a fake outfit that he was wearing, and then goes, "Yep, he keeps me company." That's it. Always wanted a son. <laughs> Always wanted a son, so he has multiple personalities where he dresses up for himself. Yep, and I guess just lives his life with his flood boat. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they're like, okay, well, that's weird, but can you help us? And he's like, sure, I can help you. And he reads a bunch of books and then he's like, okay, I can't help you, but I can help you. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he pulls a lever and all the nets fall on them and they're off to the circus. They get Pinocchioed into the circus. Well, I mean, this is just so far off the reservation now, but I just loved that <laughs> Wolf slash Dr. Thorne slash Rob or whatever mm -hmm. lives a life with trap nuts in his house. Yes. He's ready for anything. And all the time. Yeah. He's, he's prepared. This is a good man that's prepared. Uh, he's, prepared he's, he's prepared to capitalize on a business opportunity as well. <laughs> he's also prepared to abuse an old man as he, <laughs> he locks. Yeah, into like a John. camper or something he, like that. Yeah, he handcuffs him inside of a camper. <laughs> it's, it's dark. That's too real, RL. That's too fucking real. It's dark. And you know what I love about this? I really love this part because. Uh, it switches to a first-person present tense, which is a very interesting uh, tense for a Goosebumps book. I don't think we've yeah. ever had one in that. 
so it's cool. We're living in the moment inside of Robbie's head as people throw banana peels at them and mock them and tickle their feet. And we're, we're forced to, que- to ask the question, <laughs> are people the monsters? Oh, my God, Paul. I also I I love the way this just kind of ramps up to now we're doing a different book. Yeah. Yep. And and that first person is like, and now we're part of a traveling carnival. People buy their tickets and stare at us as we're zoo animals. Big caps. Yep. Dr. Thorne's monster kids. They once were human. Now they are beasts. God. Uh, and they're 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 stuck there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a short engagement. Yeah. Um. And Doctor Thorne's just raking in the cash. F- five dollars a pop to see us. Five American dollars. <laughs> five there are other. There are other people complicit in this show. <laughs> yeah. There are there- workers. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's like fake. Also, they they signed up two other quote unquote freaks for the show. That's right. A two headed boy and a woman with a fishtail. But they're both fakes. Their costumes weren't very good. Audiences are interested in them. They're here to see me, Alicia, and me, the real monsters. How is Dr. Thorne making a profit Dude, off of say- this? Obviously, he's not pay- He's not paying Alicia and him. No, no, no. But, like... He's paying the other two. I mean, Shades of the, of the Last Unicorn here. He's really gussying them up. But I know, right? Not real <laughs> well, if it was The Last Unicorn, I think I thought it would be funny if, uh, if the uh, mermaid and the two-headed boy made more money. Like, yes, like they were yeah. the attractions and, like... The the uh, the real deals were just a sideshow that no one really got. They're the ones to scare the customers off when the show's gone on too long. They're the Danny yep. Ma. He didn't have these before. He just went. <laughs> I suddenly find myself with two beast children. Well, I he, think a circus is what's needed. I respect. He had that. the contacts. He's like, I was waiting for a third. <laughs> <laughs> now we got a show. Now we got a show. So the kids get tired of this life, and they know that they have to escape to find because there's a moon. That's coming because they've been here for yep. three weeks. It's been a full month almost. And they they're like, we can we can escape and we can find a way to see the moon and to escape this this wolf man life that we live. And their plan is to lay down and not move when he comes to feed them and then jump him when he inevitably walks into the cage. Which is a very like all of a lot of this book is like the pull between the 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 human and the animal mm-hmm. and these kids are on like the knife's edge which are they more are they more mm. human or are they more beast mm. like they regret mm. like humans but they feast like beasts and <laughs> when they when they form this plan and it fails because dr thorne's just like oh the full moon's coming up i'm just not gonna feed them because they're gonna try and escape to he freaking knows the full moon. He is- they could do this any other night they, it seems like he could over they could overpower him pretty easy. right right yeah. whatever how do they get out i can't remember because they the plan doesn't so really they work just, right? they just they just slam against the bars until they bend them with their beast strength oh that's right they're like okay well we made a plan like humans so let's just beat the bars down like beasts and, and it that works. gets them out yeah and they escape they throw uh doctor doctor uh What's his name? Thorn, Doctor Thorn, into a cage, and they release their grandfather. And uh, before they head home, well, did you have something else to say about this scene, Kevin? Just that it's interesting that it feels earned. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Like they make up, they make a plan, and the plan fails, and then they pivot to like bestial strength, right? And it's like it just kind of feels on theme. Like yeah. Thor- Thorn's only been in the last like twenty pages of this book, and I felt cathartic about watching him suffer. Yeah, like, yeah. I was actually mad that they didn't kill him. RL wrote this one during a solar flare because he speed run to making Dr. Thorne a good villain. <laughs> yeah. I love that uh, before they decide to before they decide to head back 
from Vancouver to where to Philadelphia, I guess. <laughs> Grandpa calls and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm with the kids. We've been in the woods. Uh, we will be home. <laughs> we soon. were captured by a crazy mad scientist who made us perform in a freak show, and I've been chained to the inside of a trailer for three weeks." Without fresh water. <laughs> but don't worry, the kids are okay. What does he actually tell him? Just like, don't worry, we'll be home. It all will make sense when we get but home. But he says they're in for a huge shock, which is a great thing to tell somebody when their kids have been missing for a month. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, prepare them. <laughs> yeah. You know how I, hey, 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 ch- hey child, uh, either daughter or son, however I'm your father, your grandfather, you know how like. The pl- you have a wanted lookout for me for stealing your grandchildren. Yeah, don't worry, I got him. You'll see him at some point. You're in for a big surprise. It's gonna be hell. At that point, I assume that Grandpa John has like sewn them together or something. <laughs> hey, you know how a mother's love will always like recognize her own. Like, there's nothing more pure <laughs> than the bond between a mother and her child. Of course. Well, uh, it turns out you don't got that. You shoot your kids out of the house with a broom. <laughs> Anyway, they do they do get back to Philadelphia um or or Pennsylvania or wherever they're supposed to be located yeah. in uh, and Paul's they, head. They try to do the moon thing after they escape and it doesn't work and they're like, "Oh shit, we're fucked." And they yeah. they get back to Philly and they're like, "What are we going to do?" And they go home and, <laughs> and they try not to eat their own dog. They try not to eat their own dog. And uh, they run up to their rooms, and their candy is still there. The parents couldn't—they they couldn't bear it. They had to leave it. They couldn't put the candy away, and <laughs> they had too much grief to, to put away anything in their rooms. So the kids see the bars. They start to eat and, and shove them into their mouths bestially, as they have been doing. And Scruffy runs in with the foreshadowing, paying off with something in its mouth because dogs like to pick things up with their mouths, and it's yep. a bar. And it says best bar, but then he flips it over. Robbie flips it over and goes, I misread it. It says beast bar. This is a Mr. Beast branded candy bar. <laughs> He's going to buy me a house now. Mr. Beast carrying 1,000 kids of, of beast of beastum for videos. The first 1,000 views will be cured of their full moon fever. <laughs> Will he stop preying on those who have had tragic lives for money? <laughs> and they realize Miss Eakins played them. And I love this part. They realize that Miss Eakins played them. And we, in my mind, if I was directing this episode, we smash cut to interior shot of Miss Eakins' house, her front door, as it is smashed open by the kids. <laughs> and they run in and they're screaming, Hey, kids! And they're just wrecking the house, throwing things. And uh, Robin, Robbie even says in his internal monologue, it felt so right. Don't Stop Me Now is playing in the background. <laughs> <as> they <laughs> crash through. Miss Eakins runs down and she's like, well, 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 you finally. And she gets grabbed by Alessia by the throat. And he throws, she throws her up against the wall and she's choking her out. And Robbie, quote, says he runs over to help finish off the struggling woman. He is going to murder this woman. <laughs> Like, oh my, how did this get past the censors? <laughs> this is such a, the raw as hell ending. It's absurd. Uh, and like, they're going to kill this woman. Uh, and she's about she's about to do her villain monologue and mm-hmm. like gloat at them. And they just fucking pin her to a wall and like compress her windpipe. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's brutal. If only they hadn't run into a small cabinet and knocked out a bunch of candy <laughs> If <bars>. only. <laughs> And the bars say cure bars on them. And they're like, we don't need to murder a person. We can be cured of beasthood. So they, they pick up a, a armful of cure bars 
and wolf them down. They go to town and they're like laughing and skipping and jumping, and then they get thinnered. <laughs> they get th- holy <laughs> shit! They got thinner. I didn't even think about it. smaller, <laughs> smaller, smaller. And well, smaller. they also did. They also did stick around long enough to see Mrs. Eakins cast a spell on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. theoretically, if they had taken the cure bars and immediately left. The the other ingredient of the spell casting for Mrs. Eakins maybe wouldn't have perhaps been. perhaps it wouldn't have. Who can say what the rules of magic are in RL's uh, metaverse? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty loose because she um, apparently needs to cast the spell on you, but she also needs to create a branded candy bar that has a wrapper with the logo on it and everything. So I, I don't know. Yeah, did she? Get, <laughs> yeah, did did she, she print them? Did she? Yeah. I bet you know what I bet she gets it from like there's some more sort of like witch Costco. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> that, that's a that's a goosebumps book is witch, just witch Costco. Witch Costco. <laughs> different in, different ingredients, and she has a membership, and like by having these, it helps kind of like it gives you active ingredients you need for for your spell casting. It's like get this, it's a it's a curse bar, but you can kind of crinkle it so it looks like it says cure. Uh, <laughs> That way, uh, you give it to a kid, he picks it up, he thinks he's being cured, but then you uh, whisper your curse, uh, bing, bang, boom, he's smaller. That's pretty convenient. So they become micro uh, beasts, and you would think this is where the book ends, uh, but in fact, there's much more uh, that happens in this book. They become small, they do battle with, uh, on the the Ant-Man, they do battle in the Ant-Man realm. They go to Quantumania, Uh, yeah. They they go Quantumania. Modoc shows up, yeah. Yeah, they get so small that they actually invert and turn big, and then it's like a whole kaiju end to this, where like Grandpa Joe is trying to get them to go into the sea. Turns out Tom Petty lives in the Quantumania too, makes it, sings them a song, there's a whole song sequence in it. Yeah, and Robbie, after killing Alicia, uh, just feels so sad, and he knows that you know uh, the square cube law is eventually going to crush him, so he retreats into the sea uh, in order to live out his last few days. It's a beautiful, Amazing. literate ending, uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of meat on this one. I don't want to talk too much about the end because I would like for people to read it themselves. Yeah, yeah, and you know you should listen to Tom Petty's "Refugee" as <laughs> you read the ending. <laughs> This this is an amazing book. It's beautiful. Yeah. The way the book actually ends is pretty great. It ends with just the words curse bar. Like it's a, it's a punchline and it works. It's like it's good. I I have no notes for this book. No, I was not a, I was not mad about it. I was very I was completely happy with the ending because it had so thoroughly committed to the absurdity of this thing yeah. that I was on board for any way it wanted to go. And RL did it. Good job, RL. I, I love the beast bar as a concept. A, a cursed candy bar is such a good, like, goosebumps idea. And I know, mm-hmm. like, it's it kind of on the edge of, like, monster blood and, like, you know, the, the weird bread in How I Learned to Fly or whatever, like, some cursed food. It's but... like Hansel and Gretel, you know? It's, like, tied yeah. into some legit folklore. It's great. Yeah, I, I think it's fun. Uh, I, I think, like, he thoroughly examines this, like, you know, bestial sort of thing the like the, the cravings and like the eating gross stuff like it's a real gross out book which yeah, is really sure fun is. there's so much we we didn't hit all the times to just describe the way different animal meat <laughs> slid down their throat and look the way it tastes it's very it's very about the umami flavor of a squirrel <laughs> the, like yeah. like life lifeblood warm and like frozen cold and like re- roadkill flat like all these different like meat textures the five flavors of, of dead of road animal they they taste them all one thing i di- i thought they were foreshadowing that i really wanted to see was i wanted uh scruffy to eat a beast bar 
I did too. Oh. I, Kevin, I thought they were coming home because the parents yeah. weren't there when they showed up, and I was like, Scruffy's going to be beasted up, and they're going to have to fight Scruffy. Oh man, final boss Scruffy would have been amazing. <laughs> I thought there was some sort of foreshadowing earlier. I think it was Scruffy, like, licks mom's lips. Oh, yeah. yes. She loves it, too. She lets him do it. And they talk about how gross that was. Like, that's going to go somewhere. It's like, give your mom oh, a what kiss if, as a beast. What if, they, what if Scruffy ate it and he had it all over his tongue and she let him do it and then she got beasted and then dad got beasted? <laughs> what if Scruffy got beasted the other way because the beast bar makes you half Reverse human, beast. half beast? He's oh. already full beast. What if he was brought in, like, into the human realm? What if he became a master? Oh. What if he became a mastermind and then master? Masterminded their demise. Yeah, he became more. He became more human than animal. Ooh, boy, we got a second book. We got a sequel on our hands, guys. How my dog destroyed my life. <laughs> <laughs> How my dog became my new older brother. <laughs> and now I work at Witch Costco. <laughs> Costco. Oh, guys, I think that was a bump. Oh, we that bumped. Was a hell of a bump. Uh, what a great way to coronate. 150 episodes with like a good book we got we had to go 150 episodes but we finally got a good one guys we figured it out we nailed it uh we're gonna keep going <laughs> oh we're, what? Not, we're done. not done oh okay all right <laughs> <laughs> sure it's actually we got one good one we're good uh we're gonna keep running into goosebumps uh 2000 we're almost out of them and then we're gonna make a big call on what series we're reading next if you know if you really want to help guide the direction of this podcast as well as support it. You can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds where not only will your pledging, you know, fund the show and keep the digital lights on. And also the physical lights. <laughs> oh, the physical lights. Yeah. I don't know why I made it metaphorical. They're physical lights running because of you all. Uh, you also get to access our very cool discord with an amazing community and uh, get access to at this point. It's got to be dozens upon dozens of bonus camp goosebud episodes where it's us hanging around the digital campfire and and chewing the fat. If you like the beginning tangent section, it's whoops all tangents. Yeah, I think there's got to be there's got to be at least like I've been doing I've been editing that for like five years, right? So there's got to be at least sixty. Yeah, of, there's there's at least a couple of days worth of content for you to listen to. If you want to hear the hot topical goss that was happening in 2018, then <laughs> you gotta listen <laughs> to some old Camp Goosebuds. It's good stuff. We also have um, candy bars that uh, they're called Archie bars. They'll turn you into into Chad's dog Archie, and you can live with him for a week. Aww. We, we should we should figure out how to make this. Yeah, I wanna I wanna become Archie <laughs> for a week and live with Chad. Oh, I'd give you guys all the belly rubs. Little, you could be a little blind walking around the floor, not knowing where the where the where the couch is. Well, you don't know. We could we could never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, do you have anything you want to like point people towards? Check out. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kevin. I make video games sometimes. Uh, if you want to play one of my video games hack is currently in a bundle for uh earthquake relief for turkey Aww. and syria so if you want to do some good uh and play a cool video game and play like 200 more like really cool games and projects and ttrpgs and there's like a zine maker and stuff it's a really cool bundle on itch right now that my game is a part of but there's also a lot of good stuff uh, if you go onto the Itch homepage, you should find it. Uh, it's like their featured bundle right now. It's the uh, it's like the Itch bundle for uh, earthquake relief in Turkey and Syria. Check it out. Uh, it's a good cause, uh, and you'll play some cool games. So that's my thing to promote. That's great stuff. I will also yeah. promote Kevin's stuff. Just do Kevin's stuff. 
Givekevinmoney.com. Yeah. I get no I get no money from that bundle. We're just doing it to help folks. Uh if you want if you want to uh actually help me uh materially, come give me a, a dollar on givekevinmoney.com. It would really make my life a whole lot easier. And you'd get I've I recently uh started doing What's Up Wednesdays again. Uh oh, so my even if you just give me a dollar, uh you'll get a whole new uh blog type thing to look forward to every week. Which um, maybe maybe doesn't sound exciting to you, but you should be excited because uh, the What's Up Wednesdays are a lot of people really like them. It's really so nice. You write a good blog. It's a very Thank nice. Thank you. Blog. I went to school for it. It's always insightful. <laughs> Every time I read one, I'm like, "This is a beautiful insight, insightful little uh, blog post." It's great. Yeah, I kind of forgot because I haven't done What's Up Wednesdays for a while now. I, I did them for uh, 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 Hack and for Project Maiden, and then I think I tried doing them elsewhere. But like, I haven't done What's Up Wednesdays for a while. I forget that's kind of how I got people to care about my game by letting them into my brain a little bit. So if you want to, if you want a deeper insight into my video games, uh, you can go to givekevinmoney.com and help help a lad out if you feel like it. Get in the brain. Yeah, there are also exclusive video games and uh, videos and all sorts of stuff. So check it out. Check it out. Thank you all again for like uh listening to this show oh my it's god yeah a very cool silly joke of a project that's become something bigger and i am glad to share it with paul and kevin and and dom in the past it's been a very cool project to, sh- to do with you guys yeah i can't believe this thing that we started many many years ago what was that like 2014 something. wow something around then uh that we started reading these books like you said as a goof and people have caught on and we've created our own creatures our own books, our own shows about Shaq. <laughs> Secretly Shaq. All kinds of stuff. We've created our own religions. Our own uh, religions. Ice Church, which we haven't talked about in a while. We should get back to Ice Church. Yeah. We should get to Ice Church. Um, all, just so many things. And it's just uh, a bounty. A bounty of things. And it's been beautiful. And I, and I love you guys. And I love Dom. And I'm glad we've been able to do this. And I look forward to 150 more, guys. Wow. But that after that, no more. No more. That's 300 enough. <laughs> I won't do any more than the number of Spartans that died on that one day. (laughs) So enjoy the downhill slope, everybody. (laughs) We're on the other side. (laughs) Love you all. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. This show is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. And we want to thank the greatest of all the supporters from the Book of Names. Book of Names. First we have Stefan Jive Turkey Kuabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Low Belly Hate Me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Elkade. Mel Dipson. Afsheen. Brian Wells. Dango Twist. Santicles. Stealth Bates. Robert Boone. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keating. Gaff. New Paranoia Shop content coming soon. No, it's not. How do you always get that one? <laughs> <laughs> the Juggalobalist. Wow. Ooh. That's new. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden pledges their hammer to Dwarf Daddy Kevin. Ooh, Dwarf Daddy. Thank you, Dwarf Child. Jar Jar Slinks. Chosen One pledges his cadre of musketeers to House Kevin. Thank you, musket children. <laughs> 
Levithan. Up in Champ. Jonas Eggman. Carl. Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Brooke X. Bezos Christ. <laughs> Christian Fan Skeever. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hobgood. Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe, Spooky Digital Ghost, Tierney. Tom Woodham. Andrew Jadzak pledges his grizzled empathy skills to unite Chad, Kevin, and Paul against a true enemy. Oh my god, Andrew Aww. Wood. Andrew Wood. Thank you, Andrew. Climate change. <laughs> <laughs> gonna take on climate change. Just attack it until it dies. Don't worry, we've got hammers. We've got muskets. We're gonna be good. <laughs> it's got a big health bar. We've just gotta chip it down. Chip damage, baby. Lord Cornwallis. Carson Birkenbean. Murphy P. Alicia Grave. <laughs> that was weird. That was a weird way to say that. I'm sorry, Alicia. Tevin Ticklebean, the Chad Swan. Yay, I got one. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it. Luke LaFountain. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. John Barber. Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Jonas Blotterman. Juan Jalapena. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misadalakis. Clay McCarty. Paul Grasso. Parker Lee. Joe, regular name Scott. I'm just gonna, I was, I was waiting to see how long you guys would let me go with that voice before you called me out. <laughs> Ham underscore out. <laughs> Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Oh, Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crowfens, but a college graduate. Oh, congratulations. Hey. Oh my God, it's like watching a child grow up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kind of. I think. Do I want kids? <laughs> Did I have a kid? Matthew Sutton. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Kelsey Kinnaman. Luke Noodles. Russell Kasberg. Javier Jimenez. Chris Putrekis. Scotty Pippen. Hugh Bolin. Zambambino. Dungeon Kappa. Hmm. Grand Moff Hamster has located the plaque base on Planet Tooth. Yeah, fight gingivitis. Yeah, get it, hamster. <laughs> we'll do the flossing for me. Zach Ware. <laughs> Limp Duck. Brendan Arafin. Tobias Clark. Meet Virginia. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. Andre Villanueva. Reed Stupendick. I'd like to take a moment to just say that need more kimchi lives in my head rent-free. Anytime I tell Jen that we need more kimchi to buy some, I have to think of uh, need more kimchi's name. Thank you for being there. Joey Evans. I don't know if anyone has documented the psychological effects of saying the same couple of names every month, but it definitely comes up in my brain, too. Estimena, Lord of Paul's Pants. <laughs> I think of every one of these names every night before I go to bed and close my eyes, hoping that I wake up the next day so that I can keep making them laugh. Oh, it's beautiful. Carewise Gamgee. This is our prayer. Chris Otherworldly Nightwear Hard On Nelson. Swaggy Yellow Squire wants you to know that I love you all. If anybody wants hugs, HMU. Cowabunga. Aw, bunga, baby. Cameron Hansen. Kieran McNamara. Diet soda. Generally depressing. The deadly bulb. <gasps> Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamb. <laughs> ben Bohan. A pair of Scots. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Anthony pledges their blade to the goosiest buddy. Ooh. <laughs> it's a goose off. Bryce Diori. Matthew Bertato. Carbson. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. <sighs> Jonas and Evoldson. Calamity Carl. Germ Juice. Nick Johnson. Bony. Dr. Diarrhea. Some of Chad's bird friends, we pledge our talons and sharpened beaks to Chad. Caca. Yeah, I love you, birds. I love you, birds. Caw.
Hill. Nicholas Maloney. Burger's Wonderful World. Stephen Day. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Dr. Eggdrop Soupman. Ryan Carroll. Jeremy Bowser. Thomas Jancis. Lucretia McEvil. <gasps> Mutant Astronaut? Henry Torbert. Ninja Breadman. Megan McCormick Mason. Peanut Berg Level 69. <gasps> <laughs> Adam Knapp. Helodicus Frenchlin. Think about that one a lot, too. I think about that, yeah. Aaron Lord. Dr. Chocula pledges every claw and fang under his command to Yes! Ball. The king of chocolate is on my side. A bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Derby. You know how vampires say bleh. <laughs> Brad Schmelzer. They're always spitting things out. Cut that. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Chick. No, it does. They got stuff in those big old chompers of theirs. <laughs> Plavish. Robot Arena. Callum, Mr. Misfire West. Mandy Nasty. Skeletorin. Yoplin. SSJ Trogdor. Philip Reynolds. Chicago Frank returns. Nate Bit G. Mr. Unimportant pledges this cool rock he <gasps> found to whoever last trimmed their beard. I did it last week. Uh, it, was a, it was a month ago. I do not have one, so I've automatically lost. I got a rock. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I got a rock. I got a rock. That'll show climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan R. Davis. Scott Wable. Rocco. Josh Howell pledges his zealotry to whomever needs it most. That's not very zealous of you, Josh. Is that really you, Josh? None of us need it. <laughs> oh, no. We all need it. We all need it the most. We, we love you, Josh. We love you. We miss you. We should be playing games with him right now. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Evan Bowen. Chris. Greg Musto. Oh, my gosh. Sean Astin masters yes. the Gundam Death Scythe Hell Amber by 311 <laughs> AMV. What? Death Scythe killing people to Amber is a hell of a combo. What? Okay. Oh, hold on. I think I got the inflection all wrong in that one, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't know which proper nouns were which. All right, so Sean Astin is mastering the Gundam Death Scythe Hell. That's part of the Death Scythe. And then Amber by 311 AMV. Okay. Yeah. I'll remember it. I think I honestly, not to tell you, Sean Aston, I think I'm original would have worked a little bit better for that one. <laughs> Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. Hi, first time, long time. Ellie Rose. Sprinkle Buds. Hilda B. Saturn Video. Kiwi of Lerve. Serial Killer X. Wade Norcross. Liam Rogers. Ollie underscore Sutz. Kate the Great. Mike Hart. Kit Bush. Benjamin Luther. Sira Sin. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. Dennis Wright. Oh, it's not as spooky as the name. <laughs> Yova the Moon. Edgar Crassus. Cameron Genseveld. That last name was my favorite. <laughs> Soap. Big Nick Lane. Kira and Brian are big fans. Whoa. Matt Septor. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vita Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Greg. The Office of the Goblin Grader. <gasps> Blake, bad time, having Kevin. Chad's Balzac <laughs> on the attack in the new Eminem track tonight at 11. I don't really know how Eminem works his way into this one, guys, here. I didn't know you had a, t a tanuki <laughs> sack going there, Chad. Yeah. Anthony Rodriguez. B. I feel like Eminem would be really tickled by the idea of tanukis if he knew what I were. think so, too. He'd rap about him fast. Yeah. That's a hot coffee pot. Dan Antonio. <laughs> Philip, OG, Quicksand Truther, and Blade Pledger Hamill, the first Blade Pledger. 
Wow. Maybe. Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. Would love an update on your on Jeff Webb's situation. Alpaca acquaintance, DDS. S. Turaku, the thing that goes doink in the anime. All together now. CM, Crystal Maiden. Pharaoh. Whoop. Spencer Y. Jesse. Chris Curdo. Cole Gleason. James Stavranos. Bjorn Deer. Tanya Erhad. Jesse Boggs. Did Robbie's mom say that one? Michael Malloy. Chris, the official Goosebuds chronicler and Ledger Man Byers. Hell yeah. Kyle O'Neill. Greb Comics. Goon Cahoots. Adam Brundle. Babette pledges her feasties to Paul. Yeah. <laughs> she makes the best feasties. <laughs> Anthony Stoker. Dog Lips Gajoyan. <laughs> Gunner Toland. Brony Danza. Max. Zindane. Hurt. AKA Cyberbullet. Don't do that. Crank 2 High Voltage. Hell of a movie. Brandon Nichols. Angelo Edward Longton Santone pledges the Holy Blade of <gasps> Justice to Paul. I have the Holy Blade of Justice. You got all the blades. Smellodies. Blarbin pledges his insect glaive to Kevin. <laughs> yes. Is that a Monster Hunter weapon? Strike down global warming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> Just laugh. <laughs> Talene Jones. Bacon. Logan Kilgus. Boss Ferratu. Nice. Whoa. Starship Nine. Munch Squad. And welcome to the Book of Names. New name starting with Caleb Snyder, Grandmaster of Spells <gasps> and Enchantments, who pledges his wizard staff and ancient tome to Paul. Wizardry and the Holy Blade? Climate change is screwed. <laughs> Might as well forget about climate change because it's over. <laughs> Time to climate change its name to Dunchain. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome. What? Uh, hello, Alumo Al Nuva. Welcome, Brian Yudith. Welcome, a tall glass of dumb bitch juice. <laughs> oh, we 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 got welcome into the clubhouse, a proper spaceman. We welcome Bobby of the Eastwood. Unlockener of worlds. The unlocking begins. The unlocking. Start the unlocking. <laughs> Hello and well met, Joseph Lavers. Hail, Volsoy. Hey, Ray Thompson. Salutations, Brian Storo. 3 a.m. sleep. May your days be long and your hardships few. And let us close out the book with the most powerful name that is currently. Uh, being read by me, <laughs> Colin Reagan. Oh, the light! The light has grown so strong! <laughs> Thank you all so very much. We love you. Thank you. Fight climate change.